What is up, good citizens of Crypt Nation? It's your hosts, Bryce and Pizza Mind. Pizza Mind is over in Singapore. Say hello. What's up, Crypt Nation? Oh, God. It is almost one in the morning over here. Pizza Mind, you're doing a lot for the citizens of Crypt Nation. Let me just start off by saying that. This is my fourth recording of the day. My first recording was 14 hours ago. They owe you so much. They owe me nothing because they've given me their time, and time is the most valuable commodity. So thank you, Crypt Nation, for listening. Thank you for listening, and I, I love you guys, which is why I do what I do. And I've got so much cool stuff to report from Block Show Asia here in Singapore. Um, we had some amazing interviews with X and Crypto.com that are going to be coming out. They've also filmed some content with us for the Crypto 2020 Summit. So be sure to check Crypto2020Summit.com when it launches next week. Uh, we got a big summit coming up. It's called Crypto 2020 Summit. It's a virtual summit, so you could tune in more or less uh, from the comfort of your couch, uh, maybe with a beer in your hand or a tea or lunch, whatever you want. Um, and yeah, you don't need to fly anywhere. What do we have? 45, some of the uh, 45 speakers confirmed. A lot of people from the pod, a lot of people uh, from that we've met around the world. It's going to be really cool. You guys are going to learn a lot. So definitely stay tuned for the links to that website. But Pete's, let's get started how we like to start every episode. The weather report. Volumes have really dried up kind of across the board. Uh, on both Bitcoin and altcoins. We're not seeing much action until just recently, a couple hours ago, we started to see um, some big volume. I would say I would say like eight hours ago, we saw some big volume pouring in, uh, some selling actually. So some sell volume came in and we're about to go back down and test probably the 8K level. You know that we love the 8K level. Um, but you know your 200-day moving average is still sloping up, and your 50-day moving average also just started sloping up at yesterday's close. So that's good news. Uh, we got lots of support below us, so I don't think that we're going to go much lower than um, than 8K on Bitcoin. Um, and that's kind of what I'm seeing in the market. And as for altcoins, um, I am again still trying to position myself here in altcoins. Um, you know, coins like ZRX look good to me. Um, Monero is actually starting to look pretty good too. It's starting to turn turn the ship around. Um, DAG, as we know, has been good. Uh, Augur has been a good coin. So there's lots of good opportunities out there, um, both against the dollar and against Bitcoin for these um, altcoins. Dash is starting to look kind of good. I think a lot of these coins are starting to bottom out. So I don't know. That's kind of what I'm seeing and I definitely don't want to drag on too long on this. Um, but Pete, are you, are you seeing anything in particular that's exciting you? Yeah, I'll add some uh, interesting news on the fundamental side. I okay. was listening to a panel on market dynamics and there's a guy named Chris from a project called ZV Chain who's was mentioning uh, something that I've always believed that markets are manipulated in one direction or another based on future closing dates. So that's something that he mentioned also happens in a lot of traditional finance as well. So as a proven thing, it's really important to keep an eye on those dates for big moves one way or the other. So I thought that was cool. It wasn't just uh, my own little tinfoil theory, but it's an actual real thing. It's mostly uh, the futures close typically on the last day of the month. Is that right? 
think it's the last Friday of the month. Yeah, all contracts have different um, different closing dates, regardless. But anyhow, um, yeah, we're also yeah. Look, the markets look you know not terrible, um, not terrible at all. So not terrible fact- at all. And everyone <laughs> I talk to over here has the same opinion, same bullish outlook for crypto in general, and also expectation that 2020 is going to be a huge year, especially at the back end. Okay, well, let's see. There were some coins that were hot this week, though. Silent Notary is up 430% in the last seven days. Uh, Ad Token is up 290%. And Openity, never heard of that one. Openity. O-P-E-N-N-I-T-Y. That's a dumb name. Anyhow, <laughs> up 154%. So regardless of if it's a dumb name or it's a not dumb name, it's still up. Um, da- the biggest losers of the day, I mean of the week, sorry, we have Acropolis. It's down Oof, 69.4%. Ouch. Yikes. Ticker A-K-R-O. We have Safe Insure down 56%. And not so safe and not so insured. <laughs> and then we have every token, which is down forty five percent. So sounds like every token in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, it kind of feels like um, the market's still trying to suss itself out, catch a trend, um, and at least reverse this downtrend. But man, it's taken quite a long time. I mean, really, if you look at the charts, we're at the same price levels that we were at in August of twenty eighteen. Um, it's effectively as if the market hasn't moved up or down. Um, it's the same exact price as August 10th-ish, even as close as November, um, right before that big breakdown. You remember that big breakdown in um, November of 2018? It's yes. funny, actually, in, in one of the recent podcast episodes we recorded, we haven't released it yet, but we will soon, uh, with uh, some OTC traders. Um, he was talking about the craziest day of trading Bitcoin was that day. I think it was like the 14th of November, 2018. And he said that, the, that was the craziest day when the market bottom fell out from beneath everybody's feet. Uh, when Bitcoin went from you know 6K or 6.5K all the way down to 3,500 over the course of a month. Um, but that one day, November 14th, he said was quite a crazy day. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, we're back at those same price levels. Test The market wants to test that level again. Um, but you know, we actually, typically we will move on after hot or not to fire tweets. And I kind of want to share um, a very inspiring story that happened to me this week and yeah, might as well just g- jump into it. So we got a message on Twitter, um, from a crypto one Oh one fan, uh, a good citizen of crypt nation. I'd go as far as saying a crypto crusader and you know, she, she, she wrote this long message and we ended up um, connecting by video chat and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, can I share this message with everybody on Crypto 101? And can I give you a shout out and all this stuff? And she says, yes, absolutely. So I'm going to read a message. Um, and I don't know. If you guys are out there and you guys are going through a hard time and Crypto 101 has ever helped you or Crypto 101 has taught you something, please send us a DM on Twitter. It's at Crypto101Pod because these are really inspiring. So this girl, Taylor, she goes, since I'm new to Twitter, I had no idea this was an option to direct message a podcast, but you learn something new every day, right? Anyway, I know you guys don't know me personally, but this is possibly the most excited I've ever been to reach out to someone before. I'll try to sum up my story as quickly as possible and 
I hate talking about the past. I just want to give you guys some perspective on how important this podcast has been to me in the matter of only a day. I'm on day two. So I'm a 21-year-old woman who literally just lost everything and everyone in my life from abuse. I've had so many jobs from the time of being 16 until now, and I have nothing to show for it. The most recent form of abuse that relates to this podcast is actually financial abuse. I'll spare you the details, but essentially I had to reach out to GoFundMe to pay my rent last week, and it actually worked. It was the lowest point in my life by far asking for financial help, but you can only go up from there, right? I have no family support anymore, and I have given my well-being to the internet because that's the only way I can reach out to like-minded people. Community is so very important, and the internet for me has always been the building blocks of my personal community. I've turned to podcasts while working at my custodial job at the local university here at Texas. That's where you guys come in. And my loads of questions about crypto and how freaking excited I am for the future now. I only know very basic information about crypto and I have no one around me that really understands it or has the vocabulary to be as excited as I am. At my job at the university, I was considering going to school for law because they'll help me pay for school and educate myself. But that's when I heard about the crypto uh, smart contracts. So I'm ready to dive headfirst in this community and learn everything I can to educate myself and be part of this historical movement that is crypto. I would love to chat sometime. Much love for the entire podcast and all of Crypt Nation. So, wow. So this wonderful woman uh, reached out to us and shared all these, you know, stories about how, you know, crypto's changed in her life and she's, you know, starting to use crypto to achieve financial freedom. And it was just very inspiring. And the fact that she's only 21 and she's, starting to set herself up for intergenerational wealth um, is just really inspiring. And I really love getting messages like that. So that's my fun little story. And I, and I told her at the end, she goes, you know, my favorite segment that she goes, so my favorite segment is fire tweets. And she goes, my favorite guy is rhythm trader. Isn't that everybody's favorite guy? Um, and I said, Hey Taylor, if you come up with a fire tweet, you will be the fire tweets of the week. And she came up, sure enough, within just a couple days, some fire tweets. So my favorite one uh, was this one. And this is, you could go follow her, Taylor, uh, R-I-E-S-3. She goes, if life and the internet has taught me anything, it's that you have to be the person in your own world to break cycles, whether it's cycles of abuse, addiction, or even stock market cycles. Decentralization is coming. Hashtag 2020. Hashtag Crip Nation. And I think that's very true. If you find yourself in any sort of cycle, whether it's a cycle of losing trades or a cycle of addiction, right, with, with drugs or with alcohol or with abusive relationships or any of this stuff, it's up to you. It extends into every aspect of your life. It's like you have control, you know? I completely agree. And Taylor, thank you so much for reaching out and sharing your story. Um, I'm really happy that. I get to do something that matters for a living and that impacts people in a positive way. To me, that's the most satisfying thing. And I completely agree uh, to touch on decentralization. Like you need to decentralize other aspects of your life, not just your finances. You need to have more than one friend to talk to, or your problems right. can become an unbearable burden. You really need to have many different people in your life to share different adventures and perspectives and experiences with. It's really dangerous to put all your eggs in one basket, just as you should not only hold Bitcoin. As much as we love Bitcoin, you need to diversify your portfolio into many different things. And uh, just as you wouldn't only own one shirt, you know, you <laughs> need to have 
changes of clothes, changes of people, changes of environments. You shouldn't only go to one restaurant. You shouldn't only just go to one uh, anything. You know, don't you watch more than one TV show? Decentralize uh, your life. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if anybody else, like, again, like, please reach out to us and message us and tell us your story. Like, we care. We are available for connecting on video calls and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was funny. I asked Taylor, I was like, you know, of all the crypto podcasts, how'd you find this one, right? How'd you find us? And she goes, well, you got, she goes, you guys know you're number one on Spotify. She goes, I just typed in crypto and you guys were the first one there. And I'm like, holy crap, I actually didn't know that. Um, so apparently we're doing something right um, with with the Spotify algorithm. I mean, it's been grading us. Uh, you know, we've been putting out three episodes at the same time every week. Uh, we've been getting lots of viewers. And yeah, it's been pretty amazing. So congrats to Crypt Nation for being the biggest, um, you know, biggest podcast in crypto, essentially. It's pretty cool. I'm excited for everybody here. And it always shocks me just because, you know, we're, we're both pretty humble individuals and any praise you give yourself is no real praise at all. Yeah, we never give ourselves praise, but you have to celebrate yourself every now and again. Well, it, it's really a moment where I had to like stop and think because even over here in Singapore, people were coming up to me wanting to be on the podcast, wanting to make partnerships with us if they were another podcast or media company. And I remember uh, being introduced to this lady from China um, who I'd never met before. And she says, oh, Crypto 101, that's a good brand. Very reputable. Mm -hmm. We like that. And I went, wow, I can't believe people in China have heard us. That that still just blows yeah, me away. World. It blows me away. And I, I really want to do more with Asia and India and Europe and really uh, – learn more about what's happening in crypto and blockchain outside of the U S because one thing I really learned over here is we are behind. We are way behind. We are staggeringly behind the rest of the world when it comes to crypto <laughs> and blockchain and everything going on with it. And yeah, it seems like China's really in, in Singapore and all these Asian countries are taking it so much more seriously and moving so much quicker and just technology in general. There are some parts of Singapore that made me feel like I come from a third world country. It's really crazy just how far behind we are in the U.S. And there's no sign of us catching up anytime soon. Because It's kind of scary. And uh, I had a great talk with a lady named uh, Pekka Wan, who is from Pundiex. And I asked her about the state of China. And she says the difference between China and America is when the president of China speaks, the entire country moves. No thought, no planning, no debating. They just move and they learn by action. Where in a democratic society, people take forever to debate and deliberate and discuss what should be done and what the possible mm -hmm. ramifications are. Or we right. second guess our leaders. We have the right to disagree and all this other stuff that slows us down. Meanwhile, China, fast, fast, fast. We are going to definitely be learning a lot more about China in the near future and Asia and India, which are going to be two huge emerging markets. And Crypto 101 is going to have some people we'll be at on the, the center ground. of everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. 
Um, okay, let's move on to these next fire tweets because I got some fun ones. But anyhow, shout out to Taylor. Thank you for giving us permission to share your story and for being a part of Crypt Nation. Uh, one of the other guys I really like, his name is Macroscope17. Um, and on November 13th, he said, uh, Bitcoin's next pop over 10K, if it does, likely sets off a major bull. This would be a convergence of global macro and long-term TA against the backdrop of the next halving. Lots of money is watching for a reason to buy, and they're getting increasingly skittish on traditional asset valuations. So this is this is this guy's always had great calls. I followed him since middle of 2017, um, and is just always. I think he's like a trade, like a real trader on um, you know traditional equities and futures and all sorts of stuff. And he's a Bitcoin bull and just always has good timing on his tweets. And so the fact that he says the next pop over 10K likely sets off, you know, the trigger is the next bull. That's definitely definitely a point that I'm looking out for. Um, and he's right. You know, the convergence of all the global macro craziness that's going on with negative interest rates at certain banks um, and, you know, increasing amounts of credit in the ecosystem and all that stuff. You know, Bitcoin's supply gets or its inflation schedule gets cut in half, which is basically a supply side effect that makes this shit more rare. Um, so, and then when he says uh, skittish on traditional asset valuations, he's just saying like, you know, the stock market is relatively a lot higher than it's been. Uh, you know, it is breaking out to new all-time highs and people are saying, well, the actual prices uh, of the stocks are far outpacing all sorts of different valuation metrics. And they're saying, well, these things are getting a little overvalued. Um, so they're looking for other things. But I think the stock market has plenty of upside left. I think Bitcoin's got plenty of upside left. And um, yeah, and then this last uh, tweet, I really like this guy, Suzu, at Z-H-U-S-U. He goes, uh, well, I guess it's in response. He like re, like retweeted Paul Graham. So Paul Graham at Paul G. He goes, when people visit your startup, they should be surprised how few people you have. A visitor who walks around as an impre- and is impressed by the magnitude of your operation is implicitly saying, did it really take all these people to make that crappy product? And then Suzu says, every investment bank trading floor I've seen have been amazed by how many expensively dressed people it takes to offer financial services. So it just goes to show it's like, you know, the leaner and meaner your startup is, uh, the more impressive. And he says, you know, investment banks um, have so many fancy, uh, you know, fancifully and expensively dressed people. And at the end of the day, they're just selling shit. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, it's true. And it's really going to be interesting to see how DeFi can potentially put a dent into all these traditional financial institutions, the same way Uber has hurt taxis, the same way Airbnb has hurt hotels. Uh, And I think we're already seeing it with Deutsche Bank. Oh, yeah. Deutsche Bank is literally failing as we speak. Yeah. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see if Deutsche Bank gets bailed out. Um, by Germany or by the EU or something. Um, but yeah, it looks like it is, it's taken on too much risk and it can't really pay back its debts and it looks like it's failing. So we will see. eToro is one of the largest trading platforms in the world with over $1 trillion in trading volume on the platform every year. 
And they're some of our good friends and they're a great sponsor. Uh, U.S. customers can trade the most popular crypto assets and your fees are extremely transparent. So if you're not ready to trade yet, uh, you could also practice building your portfolio with the eToro virtual trading feature. They give you $100,000 of virtual money and you could start playing around with it um, and not have to risk any. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store, no more worry about the kids losing a house key, no more worry about a guest losing the house key, or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recorded. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Give your real money before you get comfortable with the markets. And best of all, you can connect with 12 million other eToro traders around the world, kind of like a social network for trading, uh, to discuss charts and all things crypto. So go ahead, create an account today at etoro.com slash crypto 101. That helps us, that helps you, that helps them, and makes everything possible here if you guys use that link. So guys, start building your portfolio the smart way. Etoro is crypto trading made easy. All right, back to the show. Um, but let's move on. Do you want to move on to a little scorched earth segment? Yeah. See uh, who's being burned in this whole equation here? Yeah. Uh, so who's being burned is the U.S. and our dying and infrastructure. And we talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So this is not just about crypto regulations. This is about our infrastructure as a whole. In the United States, we have so many cities with potholes and roads that don't get fixed. And we're still working on you know, cable internet where over here in Singapore uh, it's such a densely compact city. It's built like New York city with just skyscrapers everywhere, but you take New York traffic that is, you know, you can't even drive in New York, but in Singapore, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. I can drive anywhere I need to go in five minutes because there's double decker buses everywhere. And there's subways everywhere that run every four minutes. 
that millions of people can move around effortlessly at any time of day. It is unbelievable. And there's, I've had the worst trouble trying to pay for anything in Singapore because they don't take a visa here. As a country, really? apparently seven months ago, they just kicked visa out and told them to fuck off because they really? could. That doesn't make sense. Just because they could. They were tired of their, <laughs> their fees. So also all their cards use NFC chips so you don't have to scan or swipe or insert a chip. You just you just pass it through. So none of my credit cards or debit cards have that feature. So I had to set up wow. like a, a mobile pay wallet. That was the only way I could buy a drink or do laundry or all these things. Uh, elevators will open as you walk to them. You don't even have to press the button sometimes. It's a very futuristic world you're painting for us. There was uh, this hotel <laughs> that I'm staying in is inside Future's of here. Okay, so check this out. This hotel I'm staying in is inside of a mall. And they have co-working spaces like WeWork inside the hotel and a gym and a laundromat. And I'm staying in a hotel room that's two stories, six bedrooms, and costs just as much as one king-size bed hotel in one of the fancy places. And this hotel wow. is inside a five-story mall that has literally anything you could need. It is un freaking believable and you can ride your bike through the mall there's a rock climbing wall through this mall that's insane it is completely insane i literally could stay inside this mall (laughs) for three months and not leave and not want anything it is it's really really unbelievable everything here is clean there's there's no trash anywhere there's no trash cans anywhere it's just people's job to come by and like clean up tables and make sure that everyone's taken care of. Yeah. It, it, it's really just unbelievable. And we were at Marina Bay Sands for a little bit, and there's a laser light show with fountains and stuff that make the Bellagio in Las Vegas look like a splashing toddler. It literally felt like you were in some kind of Harry Potter movie with just crazy holograms appearing everywhere. It was just completely dumbfounding. Um, and if you've never seen the Marina Bay Sands, just imagine three 63-story hotels next to each other with a spaceship parked on top of it. And they did that just because they could. It's the uh, it's isn't it like voted like that one of the nicest hotels in the world or something? It is. It absolutely is. And the service here, our waiter at our restaurant literally would just stand a few feet away from our table waiting until we needed something rather than well, going around and serving 10 tables or, you know, bullshitting in the back with his friends. They literally just stood there. So the second our glass became <laughs> only half empty, it was refilled. And for all that, you don't tip here. There's a 10% service fee that's automatically included. And that's it. That's it. Huh. It is such a well-functioning society that it really made me feel like I come from a third world country in many, many ways. Well, it is the uh, the nicest place in Asia, I think. That and like maybe some parts of Hong Kong. But I really love Seoul. I had so much fun when I was in Seoul, Korea. Um, but you also had a funny little story that you were telling me earlier uh, that probably fits in well with Smoke and Mirrors about that, uh, that scammer guy that you ran into. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> for our section of Smoke and Mirrors... 
Just because you're at a crypto conference doesn't mean that you're dealing with reputable projects or reputable people. There is so much bullshit that goes on here, and scammers really target investors and curious people new to this space. Mm-hmm. Um, they're absolute predators. So we met this guy at World CryptoCon in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and he says he's the COO of a company called Cloud Token or Cloud 2.0. So be really aware aware of this project. It is an absolute scam. Uh, They say they're doing arbitrage trading and making like 3% a day on that. As someone who knows what arbitrage trading is and what goes into it, that is absolutely impossible, especially with these low volumes. And he claims they're dealing with like 10 million users and all other kinds of outrageous stuff. The guy's literally a psychopath. And... Jesus. Um, you think um, that's his real name? Um, I don't know. His LinkedIn doesn't show too much. But anyway, that's the name he goes by. He walks around these conferences in a hat that says Got Bitcoin on it. Um, he invited me out to the offices that were based here in Singapore. And then after, I've told him to fuck off already and leave me alone. But he literally like just doesn't hear it and just has continued to try and message me and email me and get me in on the scam. And Jeez. so the guy's nuts. So anyway, he comes up to me again. Like he not. sees me here in Singapore and he walks up to me and he puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, Hey there friend. And I literally just smack his hand off my shoulder and said, get out of here, scammer, beat it. And <laughs> stranger was, danger. Yeah, stranger danger. Yeah. He just walks away. <laughs> like doesn't like, if I had said that to anyone who was half legitimate, they would have turned around they'd and be like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, what have you like, heard? Like, what do you mean? Who's, who's saying things about me? Like, my reputation is at risk here. Like, help me out. What, what's going on? But no, he literally just shut up, turned around, put his head down, and walked away. Ew. Yeah. Filthy. Filth. Absolutely. Absolute filth. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Well, I'm glad you're safe, man. And yeah. I'm glad you stood up for what you believe in. In closing, shall we talk about some of the exciting news bits that you uh, heard firsthand uh, in Singapore, all those announcements? Yeah, the big news coming out of all this is Crypto.com launches an exchange. So you can use the Crypto.com wallet that you normally use. You can transfer money onto a more sophisticated exchange for free, back and forth, no problems. So now um, they're really building out a full ecosystem. They're not just a crypto debit card anymore, but they have a lot of fully interested ecosystems uh, or a full ecosystem being built. Their crypto.com chain is going to mainnet next year. Uh, They launched the exchange just two days ago. They're really, really sharp. We had the chance to sit down with uh, their CEO, Chris Marsalek, and I talked to their CMO, Sean, and these guys are just proven winners in business. Um, you talk to some people, they talk, yeah, they talk to some people in crypto and they're like, man, this is really hard. You know, the market is tough. You know, we're trying to figure these things out. These, this guy is just walking around like, oh, we love the bear market because it allows us to work with our heads down and not have to deal with all this other crap. Like he is so sharp and focused and, um, man, this guy's going to be a world leader for sure. 
Hell yeah. No, I, I, I like that what they say about like, you know, being able to be in the bear market allows us to, you know, focus on building out the core competencies of the product. Um, you know, because I remember, you know, back in 2017 and stuff, when there is a mass of people coming in and trading on these exchanges, or there's just customer service stuff that takes away so much time and resources from building out your uh, core competency as a business. And there's scaling issues, right? Like, oh, we're, we're normally only handling 100,000 people a day in traffic. Okay, now there's a bull market and everybody and their freaking grandma wants to buy your crypto. Um, there's a million people. And so there's an order of magnitude difference uh, in the amount of scaling and you guys aren't prepared for it. And I remember Coinbase, you know, not to call them out for any particular reason. I just was using them at the time. And I just remember, uh, you know, they had all these customer support tickets that they were backlogged on. They had all these times that the exchange just would stop working. You'd get like an error 404 and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, our server's melted. Um, yeah. And that's just like the amount of demand that this market has and that we're going to return to eventually once the hype cycle kicks in and the media, you know, does their thing. But yeah, it's just, it was, it was just really interesting um, to hear that, you know, these guys are just like, oh, let's just keep building because as long as like during the quiet periods, that's when you can build. And then during the, you know, massive run up periods, that's when you're going to have to, uh, you know, what you said this the other day, preparation war. No, what was it? Yeah. War is one in preparation stage. That's right. And that's exactly what's happening right now with companies like crypto.com, um, eToro, bunch of, bunch of big companies. Yeah. Just getting ready. Those two are very, ready for the flood. Those two are very well prepared to put their fishnets out for the next bull run and keep a lot more people uh, in this space in good Absolutely. hands. Absolutely. Um, the other couple interesting tidbits. Um, so there's been obviously we talked about on this show before sim swaps, and I think we talked about it in Scorched Earth, where you yeah. know we've known people that have gotten sim swapped, and we know people that have gotten hacked and all that kind of stuff. Well, there was just a big, big, big. Uh, FBI bust on two twenty or two kids. One was twenty years old. One was twenty one year old, and they have been, you know, a, they got arrested uh, for doing all these different sim swappings to several different people in the space. Very prominent figures. So it's good. It's a good day in Crypt Nation when um, big fucking thieves get thwarted. That's um, a relief. And then the other, yeah, that's a relief. Let's like get more of these guys out out and into jail as quickly as possible because um, they, they stole millions of dollars worth of crypto. Um, so guys, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. And lastly, um, the really interesting bit of news, and we've talked about it a little bit, but we now have a date uh, associated with the news. And so, so Chicago-based uh, CME, the largest exchange in the world, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, they trade, you know, that's where all the prices for corn and gold and all sorts of commodities, right? Um, ox and pork bellies and all sorts of stuff. Anyhow, <laughs> wheat. Uh, they said that they are launching Bitcoin options on January 13th, 2020. So that's really big because it gives institutional players more instruments and more tools and more options uh, to hedge their risk and to, um, you know, kind of allocate uh, to their portfolio, a bunch of different derivatives and all sorts of different stuff. So this is good news. Um, 
hopefully it's nothing similar to what happened la- when we launched the futures on the CME last year. You remember that or two years ago? Yeah, that was the uh, worst. It was like December 17th, 2017. And that literally top ticked the market, meaning it those futures launched on the same exact day that the market began its correction back towards uh, from 20K all the way down to 3K. Um, so hopefully this is a, a bullish event as opposed to a super bearish event, but nobody really knows. And you guys just got to stay, stay on your toes. Um, so that's it for the news. And then I think there was a, a, a last couple bits of info that you wanted to share from uh, Block Show Asia. Yeah, just a, a few things that I saw that I thought were really cool. The coolest thing far and away that I saw was with these commemorative coins. We've all seen them, you know, commemorative Bitcoin or whatever the project is. But this company actually made them cold storage wallets. So oh. on the back of it was a laser etched private key that was buried underneath this uh, like protective seal with the public key on it. So it was Interesting. really, really cool. They had Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and even Monero. So, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, just a phenomenal idea. Super cool. And the people giving them away had actually loaded a couple coins with actual crypto to uh, a couple of lucky people who were able to get a cold Did you wallet. Get any? Uh, I, I took a bunch of coins. Haven't checked to see if they have any crypto <laughs> on it yet. Oh, my God. This has 10 Bitcoin on it. Who knows? Uh, another one is a, an up and coming platform called On Chain Custody. And they're a custody provider that uh, also includes staking features, lending features, uh, airdrops, and all, all the, the great stuff of holding your own crypto. Um, they also have like a, I guess, a, a next of kin feature as well. So, you know, if you die, like you can actually leave it to somebody else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a very, That's very cool. forward looking project, you know. Uh, I would definitely consider using them maybe in the future once they're a little more proven, but uh, they seem to really have the right idea going forward on what a custody provider should be and not just another bank giving you negative interest rates as you have to pay them to keep your crypto there. So on-chain custody was pretty cool. And aside from the CME, there's many options uh, for crypto that are coming to many different platforms in the future. Um, another one that has them live right now, I think is called blue helix. And then I know they're also coming to Bybit, Binance and others. They're going to be adding Bitcoin options in 2020. So that's amazing. It's going to be a crazy year with all different kinds of ways to make money in crypto. And then are you going to start learning how to trade options? Absolutely. So (laughs) it's like the hardest thing in the world. Uh, that's great. I'm I'm good at really complicated stuff. It's the simple stuff that I really struggle with, like la- <laughs> like like laundry. I I need to go get my laundry out of the dryer right now. It's one twenty in the morning. You gotta get you gotta get some sleep. Oh uh, yeah, someday. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> just to wrap it up, the, the bottom three things that I saw. Uh, there's a bunch of startup projects there. There was a bunch of things that were really just new that no one's ever heard of. Crappy decentralized marketplaces as if we don't have enough of those failures already. I mean, give me a break. That idea has been done to death and 99.99999% of them are dead and the remainder no one's ever heard of. Um, 
There's another one that has a personal emergency app. The app itself is kind of cool, but there's like a token that is completely unnecessary for existence. If they had not included a token at all or made it so you can like send people Bitcoin in there or something as like a ransom, <laughs> that might have been cooler. But um, it's just another app hmm. with another useless token that is not going to be worth anything. So that's too bad. And it was an interesting use in any case, but there's no need for it to be on crypto or blockchain. Those are just hmm. fancy ways of raising money and getting attention. But one interesting thing is, one interesting thing about it though, he built on the Neo platform. And I asked him, you know, why did you decide Neo of all things? And he said it is literally the easiest platform for developers to use in crypto. I thought that was a really interesting statement. Neo had a huge presence there. And I learned more about Neo. Oh, yeah. I learned more about Neo this week than I ever had in my whole life before. Super, super bullish on Neo now. Um, and then, like, um, what, what what makes it so easy? Just the tools that they give them. I also learned that Neo is not just like we consider. We all call it the Chinese Ethereum, but they actually have offices in like five continents, and only two. Oh, wow. Only two of the developers on Neo Core is even from China now. It's really, it's really a global hmm. thing. So that's something I learned. That's amazing. Yeah. And then lastly, just more and more shitty, shady Chinese exchanges. Uh, <laughs> and as always, just stay away from them. You don't need more exchanges. Like more is not better. More is not better in this case. Yeah. Well, that kind of does it for us. Um, you know, sorry about the low energy. It's uh, very early where I am and very late where Pizza Mind is. And this yeah. was the only time. This was the only time that we could do. So we're not all gassed up yet on caffeine and stuff. So. And I think we should uh, edit the music for this episode. Maybe replace it with some R and B, uh, <laughs> and just kind of let it chill in the background with some nice saxophone. We'll call it the weekly flicker. <laughs> the weekly flicker. Yeah. Oh my god, that is amazing. Okay, I might do that. <laughs> All right, man. I will see you when you get back. You're back on Monday, right? Yes. Uh, um, well, Tuesday. Tuesday. Well. I'm back like 11.30 Monday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I almost said 11 Thursday. I'm so tired. 11 Thursday. Instead of 11.30. Well, Tuesday is going to be a big day for us. Yes, it is. Um, we're recording um, three episodes and we have a dinner. So I will see you soon. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. Later, bro. Later. Bye, Crypt Nation. We love you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.